0: Hello everyone and welcome to Prefer Not To, weekly, although we've been away for a couple of weeks.
1: It's my fault, it's my fault.
0: Sometime cocktail hour.
1: Weekly, I've been away, it's my fault, it's my fault, always cocktail hour.
0: With your hosts Kate Matthews and Joshua Lucas. As I discovered to my horror this morning alone in my tower library while studying the Oriental divination mysteries of the I Ching, (laughs) I am not Kate.
1: And as I discovered recently when I opened the last hidden Romanoff Fabergé egg and found its intricate secrets within, I'm not Josh.
0: Every week, Kate and I sample a cocktail that we're largely unfamiliar with or one we feel like exploring. hmm We talk about our latest adventure then in an ongoing campaign through the lands of movies that might otherwise be forgotten. Anything from forgotten number one movies to horrible 1970s disaster movies at the moment, we're taking a tour through the ranks of unfortunate and ill-advised sequels,
1: or just poorly executed. Yeah,
0: all of the above. In the in, case, in the of, case,
1: this case week. of today's movie,
0: yes. So, Kate, what cocktail are we drinking, and what ill-advised sequel did we in fact
1: watch? I'm sorry, Josh, we're not having cocktails. What? We're having shocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, uh, I just wanted to talk about some home kind of hacks I have when it comes to cocktails for the holiday. Mm -hmm. Which holiday holiday is that? Halloween. There is only one
0: holiday on Kate's calendar. It's true. And it begins uh, in August.
1: No, June.
0: June, (laughs) pardon me, uh, and ends November 1st with a day of mourning, Halloween Boxing Day, Uh (laughs) and then six months of grief, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you start wearing black again, which you're not mourning. You're I always
1: wear black. It's, it's slimming. It's so flattering. Um,
0: and what is in our Shocktober? Give give people just a Our Shocktail. Shocktails. Shock, shock yes. starting Jack Black.
1: So I have just a couple of suggestions, like I said. Um, specifically the drink that we are drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Josh and I have enjoyed before on many a Hallow's Eve. Um, specifically two times because it's a boo driver. <laughs> Um, which
0: And before we talk about that, right. and what, what was our uh, ill-advised sequel this week?
1: Oh, right. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street, colon, Freddy's Revenge?
0: A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. I so don't think it was a part two, it was just that, a two.
1: That title seems to imply that there was a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and then this is the sequel to that movie.
0: Right. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 2.
1: Freddy's no. Revenge. The that revi- would be a
0: Nightmare on Elm Street 22, which I do not think we've gotten to. The
1: yet. Revengeing, No, I don't think we've gotten there either.
0: But before we get into those, as you know, we got to do the standard disclaimers.
1: Well, of course.
0: Standard disclaimer number one, neither Kate nor I is a cocktail expert. Kate really doesn't even need Halloween to make up cocktails or make Cripkeeper puns out of beverage names.
1: Or anything, really. I mean, let's, it's, it's it's they're applicable to everything.
0: I'm gonna pick a cocktail out of, out of my head, and you gotta you gotta by the time I finish the disclaimers, you have to come up with at least two. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Grasshopper. <sighs> uh, also, neither oh. of us is a movie expert. Uh, Kate had to break it gently to me earlier today that my ownership of a collection of mid-century erotic ViewMaster cartridges does not, in fact, qualify me as a cinephile.
1: I mean, as much as I wish, Josh, I for both of us.
0: Standard disclaimer number two, alcoholism and addiction are susudio. Alcohol and addiction are susudio by Phil (laughs) Collins.
1: guess they are. Alcoholism
0: and addiction are serious diseases, not unlike (laughs) phantom limb syndrome or quadriplegia. Mm -hmm. If you had either of those, you'd be under the care of a professional. And likewise, you cannot beat a drinking problem by yourself. Seek medical care if you or those you love and defer to their judgment think you have a drinking problem. Mm Mm-hmm. You know why I picked those two?
1: You're you're into body horror?
0: No. Well, I mean, I do like body horror Yeah. of all the genres of horror. No, because you get in a wreck, you could lose a limb, could end up uh, quadriplegic. So Mm -hmm. please, on this holiday, have a safe driver. And that means a sober driver. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So give me your your grasshopper. Okay. So the best
1: I can do, I've only got one and it's pretty lame. What's that? Um... Ass chopper?
0: Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: like like a you know like you gotta a, say it
0: like the yeah say it like Crip Keeper. Excuse
1: me. <clears throat> now, see, because he, he does it so well. Mm-hmm. Boys and ghouls tonight, we're drinking ass choppers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. That wasn't the Crip Keeper, It was though. a little
0: butch for Crip Keeper, honestly.
1: <laughs> you know, he's that one guy. He's the same Price guy. Ass
0: choppers.
1: It's the same guy that does the voice of Bugs Bunny. I mean, not Bugs Bunny, Buster Bunny on Tiny Toon Adventures. Anyway, um, aside, aside, I was thinking that the, the ass chopper would be um, like green with like curdled milk inside with like the brains. So it kind of looks and then like maybe yeah, you could that means you're them. serving
0: people a cocktail with a spoiled product in it. Well, it's going to
1: look cool, though
0: really look cool when they're yakking their
1: guts well, out. I'm just saying like maybe like toilet. you do the green, like that pukey color of green that mm-hmm. the grasshopper is, and then like put like some red syrup around the corner so that it looked like it was like dripping blood and Yeah, but then it's like whose
0: ass is it? It's like a leprechaun ass that you've been chopping.
1: Which is a great I don't know if we still need to watch leprechaun three. <laughs> I see this like every week.
0: Yeah, it, that is one of the things you say every week.
1: But it, it does have to it Along would have with to
0: it's Wednesday and don't wake me up.
1: I don't want to go to work. <laughs> What's for dinner?
0: So tell me a little bit about the traditions of serving wacky drinks on holidays. On on this particular holiday.
1: I think people it's just festive for people. I don't know if there's any particular tradition, but it's just something else that you can do, especially if you're throwing a party. You notice how for every holiday someone wants to throw a party? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had not noticed
0: that about holidays. That it's like, have, oh, it's Arbor Day. Got to have a party. People have, Really, tell me more about these ho- holiday <laughs> parties.
1: I'm just saying it's not that weird for people to be, like, theme
0: I understand. Conscious. I was asking about the tradition of wacky drinks on Halloween.
1: Uh, this tradition came from uh, about three years ago when Josh and I –
0: Really, nobody served wacky drinks before three years ago?
1: No, I'm just saying. That's what I was trying to get at, is that people do it all the time. But I'm
0: trying to get to the history, which I'm sure you have extensively researched before the show, no. of wacky drinks on Halloween.
1: We're doing like a Kate Matthews primer on some like ideas, like, okay. like living with Martha Stewart, except okay. me.
0: All right, so tell us about this idea that you yourself completely invented of serving crazy drinks on Halloween.
1: So um, So Kate, what are some things
0: that people can do for Halloween with their drinkings?
1: So we're having boo drivers, which, Mm. as the name might suggest, is a spooky take on a screwdriver. Mm -hmm. So as you remember from our, or you may not remember, if you're new to the show, welcome. We appreciate you. Uh, The screwdriver was born out of World War II vets, uh, workers on oil rigs, very common blue-collar men who were Mm -hmm. supposedly sneaking booze into their uh, thermoses and so they would sneak the vodka into orange juice and stir hence, it, A screwdriver. screwdriver. The boo driver comes from the fact that there is a very lovely vodka produced only this time of year that is black in color. Mm-hmm. So you can easily utilize it to- It's got like
0: a licorice taste to it.
1: Yeah, it's got the, the anise in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very strong though, mm-hmm. at least I don't think. It's very complimentary. Um, so, if you're doing drinks for a party, it's great for punch because it blends with other like sprites and stuff like that. Um, the Boo Driver is just half orange juice and half of the vodka, which it actually won't it, it'll settle out on top of itself. So half the drink is orange and half of it is black. And it's really spooky and cool. Um, I also recommend using dry ice in your cocktails.
0: Where can I get dry ice?
1: Your local grocery store.
0: Really? Just you go up and ask for it? Yes. Now, there's some health concerns with serving drinks that have dry ice in them. You don't want people to sip them with the ice right there uh, on their lips. No, you don't. Bad things can
1: happen. That's true. But um, it might be good maybe for the cauldron that I can only assume you are serving your drinks out of.
0: I. Sure.
1: So I, I, um, there's just a couple of things that you can do. Uh, I also recommend putting black sugar on the rims of glasses or, or orange sugar, kind of like a margarita trim on a.
0: How would I make black or orange sugar?
1: You can buy it. Really?
0: hmm Like at the Halloween store?
1: Yes. It's my favorite place.
0: That that strange store that opened up in that storefront that was empty just a week before. Yeah. With the old man selling the... curiosities of a strange and forbidden nature. Isn't that
1: where the old Miller family used to run business? The old who? The old Miller family. Have you haven't heard about named, the fire? Nobody
0: named Miller's ever lived in this town. <laughs>
1: So, it's just a, a couple of... I mean, if you're trying to do garnishes, it's really cool to go to a party store and get, like, a syringe or something. Mm-hmm. Not a real syringe. A fake yeah. one. Well,
0: a syringe without a needle.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can...
0: You can use a real syringe all you want. Just no needle on the
1: Yeah, end. just don't put it in your mouth. Why? A, just like a, a needle? No,
0: the syringe. <laughs> you know, the syringe and the needle are de- separate items.
1: Yes, I know that. But I'm just... Anyway. Um, I, I was... Trying to think of some cocktails that we could do for the show, the Boo Driver seemed the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also your Witch's Brews, mm-hmm. your Mr. Hyde's. your um, There's one called the Ghost in the Dark, which is really cool. It's mm-hmm. a like we
0: had, a, we had some Mr. Hyde's the other night that were great, too great. Why were they too great? They were just no, precisely they were, they great were, enough. They
1: were delicious. They were wonderful. Josh insisted that I try one, and then it's, and then immediately insisted as soon as I got the drink in my hand that we had to leave the well, party. We were
0: on our way out of the party, and you hadn't had one
1: yet. Yeah, but you told me go get one. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun.
0: Do you regret this decision? No, I don't.
1: It was delicious. The, the, the Mr.
0: Hyde has uh, what is it? It's got some sort of uh, blackberry
1: liqueur, thing, yeah.
0: blackberry liqueur, and some vodka I think, in it, or whatever. I think, I think, it think it was there's gin. Maybe it was gin. Yeah, but it was delicious.
1: Yeah, and kudos to that. So now, guy,
0: guy at Ryan's party who was co- cooking up Mr. Hyde's. Now
1: liquor. that we've openly discussed the fact that we don't have an actual cocktail for this week, I've also uh, I've also recently come into possession of. Jelly Belly cocktail jelly beans, which are cocktail-flavored jelly beans.
0: I'm really surprised that, like, the safety freaks haven't gone crazy over that because it's like, ooh, jelly beans, but it says cocktail on them. Kids are—it's teaching kids to drink.
1: Kids can't read.
0: Yeah, but they won't let you do candy cigarettes, but you can do cocktail-flavored jelly belly. Yeah, but a
1: candy cigarette is visual. I mean, like, people, like, look at it and notice that it's a— that the kids are actively, like, appropriating the act of smoking as opposed yeah, to candy. Yeah, but it tastes candy. nothing
0: like smoking as opposed to this candy— which I'm guessing, in theory, tastes like the beverages that they're aping.
1: The pina colada one's really good, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I've been eating at work, and then inevitably get the pina colada song stuck in my head. Right. To know, to, to to the consternation of my coworkers, I'm sure.
0: They would like to escape.
1: From the pina colada song.
0: Parentheses. All right. Hey, how was your week, by the way, besides the awesome party that we went to? It was cool. Yeah? Yeah. New job treating you well?
1: Yes and no. I think it depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Glory to Arstritzka.
1: I mean, I came home crying on Friday, so. Oh,
0: yeah, that was awful.
1: So that was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about my dad and uh, his, when he gets high. Yeah. From drugs. My dad's like, you know, he's in his 60s, so he's getting a lot of operations. And it's like, you, you kids, you'll have this to look forward to, uh, you know, if your parents are still with you, uh, that as they age. Uh you know and they get operations they'll go in and they'll come out all hopped up on goofballs
1: Mm -hmm. and it's funny especially josh's dad
0: yeah who is a total lightweight Mm -hmm. and it's like getting high with your parents only you know you're maintaining and they're they've lost it
1: yeah and it's hilarious to watch yeah what are you josh what are you to your father
0: you're my great grizzly bear (laughs) (laughs) that was the best he said it like four times and there's nurses
1: well, at least he you're wasn't a great try- guy you're great Chris <laughs> he wasn't trying to hit on the nurses
0: nah, or, this, this or was he this time yeah and he didn't goatsee me
1: oh god again with the goatsy you Did, and we, the goat we've already talked about that on the yeah show, on right? the Eye of Sauron about how it's staring oh, yeah. into the Eye of yes. Madness itself when you look at your own father's ass not his ass
0: <laughs> close
1: same thing same area
0: no this, area is, this area is sheathed by the
1: ass <laughs> Satan's Alley, perhaps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Satan's Alley. Dance.
0: Fire. <laughs> Alright. So what movie did we watch there, Kate?
1: Uh, we watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, part mm-hmm.
0: two. Now, you were the horror movie aficionado, but yes. you were not, you're not a huge Freddy Krueger fan, right?
1: Mm. Let's say <sighs> that we were playing a game of Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Or like just getting to know each other like, Josh, Coke or Pepsi? A Coke. Okay, uh, McDonald's or Burger King?
0: Uh, McDonald's.
1: Uh, Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees? Mm-hmm. I would immediately go Jason, all the way.
0: Uh, you know. And, you know, that surprises me, though. Why? I mean, granted that, you know, uh, because you like the Crypt Keeper, and I feel like Freddy Krueger is a spiritual brother to the Crypt Keeper with all of his stupid puns.
1: Um, he is, he has a, he has kind of a... Very against the mold of those type of serial killers in slasher movies that don't speak, but they just relentlessly stalk their victims. Like Jason, like Michael Myers. (laughs) Like
0: your Um, Leatherface.
1: Like your Leatherface. Um... You know, and then Freddy is a little bit different, and he shares this with, like, you know, Leprechaun and Chucky and stuff like that. Much Although he road. gets
0: more and more chatty as the sequels go along.
1: Oh, yeah, because people, at a certain point, you're not paying to see, like, kids run away. Right. You're just paying to see the actor be bad be goofy. and right. goofy. So uh, I uh mean, neither of us had
0: actually seen this particular sequel, Mm-mm. correct? Mm-mm. Uh, I knew about its purported... Uh, Overtones. Overtones. Before before you did, you you thought that I was joking when I pitched this movie to you as a sequel, as as an idea for our ill advised sequel. This movie, for those of you who are not familiar, is sort of notorious for being extraordinarily homoerotic. Yep. Um, I
1: never thought I would connect those two,
0: but it uh, but
1: it it tried.
0: Yeah. It uh, and and I think to a large extent that reputation is earned.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Especially when one of the screenwriters said, oh yeah, I meant it to be that way. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> and Robert Unglin has come out later and said the same thing.
0: So, uh, let me give you a little bit of a plot summary. It's And it's going to be easy for you to pick up if you've seen the first movie because... This movie has absolutely nothing to do with the first movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the villain doesn't even abide by the same rules oh, that God. were featured that's, in the first yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: that's what really gets me.
0: And it's another Freddy problem. I think this any horror franchise has this where as the sequels go along, the rules become more attenuated uh, in order in the quest to find wackier and wackier ways well, to you, kill people. You want
1: to know that in the Leprechaun movies, his powers change every <laughs> single movie. There are some abilities he can do in one that he just doesn't ever bother to pick up, and new ones and the mm. other movies that you're like, well, when you were trying to get Jennifer Aniston in the first movie, why didn't you use that magical, yeah, I can turn you into a leprechaun power?
0: You know, all you need uh, to get Jennifer Aniston is like a Pine of Ben and Jerry's and a, a DVD of Eat, Pray, Love.
1: Aww. Aww. It's true, though. And maybe some face wash. Some right. nice face wash.
0: <laughs> right. Some some uh, apricot bath balm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jenny Jenny loves her bath bomb.
1: She probably does. Have you seen her That's my Go-Go's
0: tribute band, by the way. Jenny Jenny loves loves her bath
1: bath bomb.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's uh, some indeterminate amount of time after the events of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, The house featured in the first movie with uh, Nancy and everybody else uh, Mm -hmm. has been vacated by them, as as seen at the end of the movie, of the first movie.
1: Five years, right? Is it?
0: I don't know. Uh, My summary here on Wikipedia says so, so I would guess so. And a new family
1: has moved into has town, moved into the
0: house on, on Elm Street, Elm Street where S- there are nightmares in Springdale or wherever yeah, it is yeah Springdale uh, and Jesse is a, a uh, of, he's a new kid he's a new kid and he's a delicate flower i think and he's a little bit awkward
1: also one of one of the only horror movies to star a dude as the right. main character and that is one of the interesting things about this movie yep uh
0: in that uh Well, we'll get to it. So he starts, he moves into the house, and he starts having dreams. Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: In which, uh, unlike in the first movie, Freddy is attempting to convince him to become his surrogate slash proxy. To
1: communicate with him. On Earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and to talk to him to becoming a serial killer. Yeah. Which I guess is another way where if you're going to have a guy lead in a horror movie, you know, the horror has to be not there's a man coming after me from the outside, but... From inside, something from inside me is it's turning me into a monster. manifesting,
1: yeah. Which could have been an interesting movie. Um,
0: well, there's a lot of those. I mean, that's The Shining.
1: The Shining, yeah. Right.
0: Um, which I know we keep coming back to, but it's sort of just... It's, it's a good touchstone to come back to. It's
1: perfect, yeah.
0: Um, but, so, already we've got this not at all buried theme of... Teenage boy worried about the changes that he's undergoing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um... So he goes to school. Uh, the other kids on the track team make fun of him.
1: There's a pretty girl who he, pretty girl he takes who to school. pretty girl who looks just like
0: 80s pop star Tiffany. Slash but Meryl not. Streep. Slash a young Meryl Streep with one eye that kind of does a weird thing.
1: And, like, I recognize this actress. And about halfway through the movie, it occurred to me that she was, uh, she plays the wife of the main character in um, Hellraiser 4. And I was like, what does it say about this movie that I am thinking about other sequels to 80s horror really movies that's the best one it is it that's goes hellraiser hellraiser. hellraiser four hellraiser three and then maybe the one where it turns out that ashley lawrence is still alive at the end and then which the one, is one with, in space and then the one with lance hendrickson which
0: one's inside a video game
1: that's the lance hendrickson one and then at the very bottom is hellraiser 2 <laughs> hellraiser 2
0: man if, if you people have never seen hellraiser 2 don't that movie makes no fucking sense whatsoever or do
1: because i mean
0: it's uh it's great and isn't like uh, who's the bad guy it's like brian cox or somebody It's like no it's kenneth um,
1: it's kenneth whatever that dude who played pompey on hbo's room like, right famous yeah, shakespearean that's what I'm like, like, british it's actor. a real
0: actor um, Yeah. anyhow back to the movie are that we you actually saying did that watch. doug
1: bradley is not a real british actor
0: i'm saying he's uh, got a limited range and that range involves having sewing implements sticking out from his head yes true um, so Jesse starts having dreams. Also, the, the dreams start manifesting themselves by heating up the house, not unlike the boiler that uh, Freddy Krueger bo- uh, burned his victims in, supposedly. But that wasn't in the first movie, right? The heat thing?
1: He worked in a boiler room. Right, but that. But again, I'm, I'm
0: trying to get to the point where, like, the rules about Freddy are starting to change in ways right. that I don't recognize. So in the original movie... Right, in the original movie... Go ahead.
1: Because just for reference, in the original movie, he was a child murderer... Who origi- Who eventually? The parents of the town caught onto his his stick and chased him into the boiler room at the school where he worked, or the factory where he worked, and then he burned, burned to death, him alive. Right. Which is why he has the characteristic right. scarring. That's also why. The and the
0: premise of the first movie was this guy came back from the dead to stalk the children of the people where
1: you can't protect them in right. their dreams. Right,
0: and it had a very you know it it had rules, which was you know. If he kills you stay in your awake, dreams, yeah. then you die.
1: Anything that happens to you in your dreams, you know, even if you're cut, you're going to wake up with that.
0: Right. So the idea was, if you stay, you know, again,
1: horror movies, you know, having rules
0: is good. Because otherwise, you know, if it's not grounded, there's no investment and there's no sense that there's no suspense. Because you're like, I'm waiting for something to happen next. Yeah. Not, you're not going through the possibilities in your head. So there's no actual narrative. It's just melodrama. Anyhow. Uh, In this movie, instantly these rules appear to be changing.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: For one thing, Freddy is not stalking this kid. For, For another, for a movie that is titled Freddy's Revenge, most of this movie consists of him interacting with people with whom he has no beef, near as I can tell, whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, this kid just happens to live in the house of... Uh, the the, the daughter of one of the people who chased him into the thing.
1: Nancy, yeah. He, like, finds, at one point, he finds Nancy's diary in his closet and reads about Freddy Krueger, but it's, like, okay. But, like,
0: that's, again, you know. So, anyhow, he's also got a gym teacher who's torturing him, which I think we all can... uh,
1: He's a mean, like, kind of jock, you know. Right.
0: Um, uh, Meanwhile, he's sort of awkwardly trying to approach this girl and go out on a date with her. At one point he's doing a not terribly masculine dance around in his room. Oh my God, he I'd
1: forgotten about dresses
0: that. dresses up and, uh, and she walks in on him just as he's making this
1: pop toy, toy, pop, toy pop. Like back, very, in his crotch. Like it, this is a very obvious, no. like he's thinking but about But it's jacket. also
0: not terribly hetero.
1: No, it's not. What's the song playing? And it's a- the...
0: He also spends a lot of time with his like, guy who's sort of a knockoff Slater from Saved by the Bell buddy mm-hmm. at, at school. A lot more time than I think we see him with the girl, at least early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, contributing to the mild gayness. Um,
1: well, there is one part where but, he gets, he's making out with her at a party and we get down to the part, they're getting to second base and he's like, going-
0: later on, but go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to point out, he's um like going down On her boobs, not this is a PG 13 movie. And all of a sudden. Except it was rated R. Oh, it was? Okay. Well, then why wasn't there more sex? Anyway, so she's, he's, they're making out. He's on the boobs. All of a sudden, his tongue manifests itself out of his mouth as yeah. Freddy's gross, nasty, like gray tongue. He freaks out, and instead of telling her like, "Hey, I think there's something wrong with me," or going home, he runs to his friend's house in the yeah. middle of the night his and sleeps in house. his room while the guy is shirtless. It's, it's
0: like, hold me I'm and scared. watches over
1: him <laughs> while he's sleeping. <laughs> My
0: tongue is doing weird things. Let me like, show that's you. Not, like the Freddy rules. Like, why is he? Why does he have Freddy's tongue? And this is—it becomes a whole thing where Freddy is some sort of dibbic where he possessing, possessing him
1: to so that he can come out in the real world and right. continue his murder which spree, is not, which is okay. But, but that doesn't, that doesn't mesh with the whole dream thing. Right.
0: Which I understand that the, 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 the sort of dicking around with the rules is why Wes Craven didn't want to have anything to do with this movie.
1: And like, I also realized there is a part in, the original Friday, I'm uh, sorry, the original Nightmare on Elm Street where, yes, and I'm going to say this, Nancy does literally pull him into reality so that she can kill him in her own world. But that's something, I feel like that's much different.
0: But also by the end, it's not necessarily clear that that's true. What's
1: tr- what's, is she awake or is right. she not? Which is why the last scene is so good, too.
0: Right. So I, I agree. It pushes the rules, but that you can still con- interpret it as, anyhow. Probably giving too much credence to the rules of this Anyhow. No, I, yeah. So we've also heard that the coach frequents uh, queer s bars. Oh, yeah, as a one, queer s and As Bar. his buddy tells him downtown. So one night, well, under the influence of Freddie, mm-hmm. he goes downtown to said uh In his pajamas, right? In his gym jams. And I, I'm not, it, it seemed at first like it was a dream. And again, I was sort of confused because, again, Freddie can't, in the rules... You know, has to be in your dreams. Yeah. But this is so. We, I all the time thought it was in his dream. But anyhow, he goes down to the gay bars. He spots the coach at the gay bar. The
1: coach approaches him at the bar right. and is like, "Hey, stud." And the
0: coach, in some way, forces him to come back to school.
1: Yeah. To the I'm school. Not, I'm not like. Un- not even to why? his like. Not even to his like serial killer van or his house. No, he Makes just him go back, back to, to school, the school and
0: run laps in the gym. Mm-hmm. In my incredible, while I watch right. you in my body and he's sphere. like, by the way, he's still wearing like
1: leather on
0: leather man outfit, <laughs>
1: yes.
0: like a leather vest with no shirt underneath it and You're leather, like leather some pants,
1: really, really tight pants. Okay,
0: so while uh, Jesse is running laps in the gym, Coach first of all starts freaking out because the balls in his <laughs> the balls in his office start flying around. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to take a shower, right in the. Uh,
1: he leaves the kid and like goes to take right, a he sh- goes hot to take shower. A hot
0: shower, hot steamy shower.
1: At which Again, point I don't and I
0: think he calls the kid in to like come shower with me or something, something like that. At which point uh, some jump ropes lash him to the shower heads.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh spread eagle. Yep. Uh, and start whipping him.
1: Butt-ass naked. Butt-ass naked in the show. I mean, this is...
0: Like, if you just tuned into this, you would think... you No, know, seriously. If you had just tuned in, you would think you were watching, like, gay bondage porn. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. Like, don't you think?
1: It's very akin to that scene in Staying Alive where John Travolta is being <laughs> bound by ropes on stage, half naked and sweaty. Sally.
0: Um. So, and then... Uh, uh, again, breaking the rules of freddiness, Freddy kills him. But Freddy, in the body of the kid, I guess.
1: So yeah, the kid wakes up the next morning and thinks that it was a dream. But
0: he's got the Freddy fingers on.
1: But he does this kind of like ah, ah, where like he sees that he has the Freddy fingers. Right. He goes to school and the police are there, and it turns out somebody killed the coach in the shower. Durp, durp,
0: dur. And he's
1: like, shit, it wasn't a dream,
0: right? And then he thinks he 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 also thinks he's going to kill his sister, his little sister for some reason, who's the obligatory scary little girl jumping rope in her room at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they find out that, uh, that they find out the factory where Freddie used to work and for some fucking reason they decide, he and his girlfriend decide to go back to the factory. I don't...
1: Because they had to find the gloves. Would, but why? No, I don't, there's no reason. None of the actions
0: of anybody in this movie make sense except for the ones motivated by latent homosexuality. Uh, so then they go back to the thing for some reason. And... There's a lot of,
1: like, things, too. When he meets Freddie, he says stuff like, you know, like, I'm inside you now. Like, right. you know, like, all that kind of stuff. And, like, Freddie, Don't you want
0: to be a man?
1: Yeah, and Freddie is, like, you know, there's a certain part where he know, you know he's fucking with the kids. Like, especially with his relationship with Nancy. He, like, just goes out of his way and, like, licks her face and stuff just mm-hmm. to gross her out because he's a gross dude. And this is the right, same... But
0: this, it seems like he's trying to seduce the kids.
1: Yes, kid. this is not, like... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Freak no, you out. it's like, it's, won't
0: you be my boyfriend now?
1: <laughs> it's like, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> like.
0: Right. Right, exactly. It's like, you got a real pretty mile.
1: <laughs> so uh, it gets to the point where he realizes that Freddie is trying to possess him. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to that party where he makes out with his girlfriend. Right, and then he suddenly is possessed by Freddie. And then he runs to his friend's house.
0: Not before killing a bunch of kids at a pool party.
1: Yeah, and then he also kills his friend, right? Yeah, he kills his buddy. Um,
0: his wannabe lover.
1: This is also something I didn't notice, but uh, there are no female victims at all in this movie. Hmm. They're all dudes, huh? Which I don't know if that's like that's some kind of like awesome.
0: (sighs) It's certainly unusual for the genre.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like you know.
0: and yeah, so then they go back to the factory. He's fully possessed by Freddy.
1: Lisa, his girlfriend, runs he, in and is like, I love you, don't do this. Right, And then and and he's, he's all like,
0: go, right, work. Right, he goes back and forth, you know, <laughs> between Freddy voice and Jesse voice. Uh, and then he gets set on fire.
1: And then he comes out of the ashes as himself. Freddy right, is no which more. doesn't
0: make sense to me either. The
1: power of love saved him. Oh,
0: right, it was the power of love.
1: Yeah. And then cut to your obligatory... Um,
0: Pre-credits sequence.
1: Fake-out ending where they're on the bus together, everything's okay, and then all of a sudden Freddy's claw. But that's a girl
0: victim. The girl on the bus.
1: Oh. What was a dream, though? All I don't right. know, yeah. but it's Again, like one of those twists. Freddy, it's like one, like one of those twist endings where the movie's over and they need to do something to set up a to, sequel. Yeah. So Freddy all of a sudden just busts his hand out through the chick's chest, and it's like, oh, right. oh, no. at one point he actually crawls
0: out of Jesse's body like a, a butterfly coming out of a crystal. <laughs> he does.
1: I'd forgotten I had about forgotten. that. Yeah. If you ever want to see Robert Englund's face bust out of a young actor's chest, this is the movie for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, very subtle, so
0: you said you read up on the production of the movie. And mm-hmm. in fact, it was legitimately the screenwriter was trying to put
1: he said in interviews gay
0: teenage struggle in he's
1: there. okay, so here's what's happened. He said that he blatantly put homoerotic themes I don't know how much into mm-hmm. the performance. The actor who played Jesse has said in well, other he interviews gay. he did he he is he did come out of the closet. he said that maybe his own insecurities at the time kind of influenced his performance because he was trying to come to terms with whether he was gay or straight and then robert Englund just straight up goes yep, yep that's a
0: big gay movie
1: <laughs> he's just basically like he's like you know freddy has a lot of powers one of them is that he can attack people in their dreams one of them is that he can manifest problems in his ki- in the kids lives which is the case with the second movie um
0: which i think is a cop out but
1: he's the defense movie freddy. gotta have rules yeah, it's true. There's a but there's a reason why you know the the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot was so terrible.
0: I didn't see it. I thought the casting was good. I would have. That's I...
1: you'd think so too. But like Jackie Earl Haley just does his uh, Rorschach the entire movie.
0: Yeah, I heard that criticism.
1: You know how if Robert Unglund is very he's gruff, but he, it's a very like kind it's of it's all cheeky. downhill for
0: after bad news bears for Jackie Earl. Yeah.
1: And then Jackie Earl Haley is just like this town needs Freddie. <laughs> 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 And it's terrible. Anyway, point is,
0: Freddy's the villain we deserve. <laughs>
1: not exactly.
0: Hey, that's not even Roche.
1: <laughs> like, Wait, that's not even Russia. That's not *Watchmen*. Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: <laughs> With great Freddy comes great responsibility. No, again, it's no, the wrong superhero wrong. movie. I don't
1: understand. To be a beacon of light to the world.
0: <laughs> Na Freddy. I don't, really, I think you should just stick to the script. Stick so to the script, Jackie Earl Haley. I don't, Freddie's not really a musical bad guy. Well, so much. it's funny that I don't you... don't know, have you seen Spider-Man turn out the dark? <laughs> I
1: was going to say, I don't know, do you remember that? You know, he does, He well, that's going to get into something I'm going to talk about later. So what, you're going
0: to recommend Lincoln because of Jackie Earl Haley's creepy performance as... Uh, the confederate vice president which by the way i enjoyed him in that movie
1: um if i'm gonna recommend lincoln for anybody it's gonna definitely be because of james spader always and forever
0: yeah and that's saying something in a movie that has jared harris in it doing a laughable job as ulysses s grant
1: yeah but that fit hmm, girl
0: (laughs) i love jared harris but that is some
1: girl strange
0: casting choice there but yes, james spader you and i've talked about this on the show like Lincoln, I thought was it was like reading a textbook. Is yeah, well, it was based it was really on a dull, fucking
1: like yeah, which is like
0: again, how do you make Lincoln dull? But you know, but because Lincoln is like you
1: cast you cast Daniel Day Lewis and tell him to do his best impression of a fucking P- Pepperidge Farm commercial. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Pepperidge
0: Farm guy, wasn't? It? Except like Pepperidge Farm Abe, Kentucky.
1: Abe Lincoln remembers. Yeah yeah he's everything every line we that used to have Lewis, black and white in this country. every
0: line Lewis says in that movie sounds like a door creaking. Yeah. You know? It's like
1: <laughs> I freed the slaves. <laughs> the question becomes whether we ourselves are the animals. Pepperidge, <laughs> Pepperidge oh. Farm remembers. Like, oh. anyway. The but, yes,
0: but the reason to see that movie is James Spader because he oh, is God, fucking yes. hilarious. Oh,
1: God, yes. Love James Spader. Yeah. James, and if you're listening. a full
0: Spader bloat in yeah, the movie, too.
1: He, he slimmed down so much for the blacklist. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, James, if you're listening, I love you. Keep up the good work. I really
0: think, honestly, Avengers would be better if it was Fat Spader doing the <laughs> mocap. He's like a fat robot. He's like the robot can make himself any shape. Ultra can make himself any shape he wants to. But if he makes himself like just like doughy spader.
1: Doughy like Boston Legal Spader. <laughs> oh, I know. Beginning
0: in Boston Legal, he was pretty... uh he was just coming off of uh, the practice where he'd take it over for two years.
1: I mean, he's uh, always dreamy, Josh.
0: You know, he's like my I dream saw... casting for uh, Bontray of the Vanities. Yeah. That will never happen. Yeah. Like, when they made the horrible movie with Tom Hanks, I was like, Ugh, They'll never make the movie Because you know, James Spader would be perfect casting for that role. You
1: know how there are certain movies that you James watch? James Spader
0: circa 1992.
1: Yeah. You know how there are certain movies? Wolf. James Spader. Right. Uh, there's certain movies you watch, and because of the certain time at your life when you watch them, they just imprint themselves upon you.
0: R- <coughs> right. Labyrinth.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. And uh, Secretary. Ooh. Strange movie.
0: Really is... is uh, I, that's those noises that I hear.
1: <laughs> no, it's just... St- James Spader has a very steely gaze, and I don't know. it. <coughs> <laughs> I'm weird. You know this. Yeah. So, Kate. Yes. If...
0: A nightmare on Elm Street to Colin Freddy's Revenge.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh-huh. Or a cocktail. Mhm. Uh-huh. Which cocktail would it be?
1: To me it would be the cocktail that you have at the very end of the night when you've run out of one ingredient of whatever you're making. You've done this this is the same cocktail you say it every day. Every Do time, I?
0: the cocktail at the end of the night when you've run out of things. You got to come up with something new.
1: No 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 no. No, no. I said the beer that you run out of and you get the skank beer. But this is the one where you're like, shit, I need lime juice for this recipe, but I only have Worcestershire. Let's mix it up see what happens. Here's
0: what this, specificity is the sole narrative. This is a a, a beer can that, it's light beer that someone has poured a cosmopolitan into.
1: How is that different from what I said?
0: Because it's specific.
1: (laughs) And Kate, since we aren't having
0: a specific cocktail today, if Halloween Mm -hmm. were a movie, not a horror movie. I can't do that. What's your favorite Halloween yeah, do that? Which favorite Halloween horror movie? Horror or just... just recommend one. Recommend a Halloween movie.
1: Ooh. For people to watch. Okay. You know what I'm going to recommend? Okay, so um for the kiddies out there, I'm going to mm-hmm. recommend Hocus Pocus. For the adults out there, I'm going to recommend Hatchet and um Shitballs. Um uh, Troll 2. <laughs> Josh. Well, you
0: know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend Night of the Hunter because that is the scariest movie that I've ever seen. That
1: movie lost me my my title at the Matthews annual. Your brothers annual. are crazy. Yeah, because they chose the fucking fly. I hate you guys. They don't listen, but
0: uh, Night of the Hunter you. is the only movie, it's one of two movies and the other one I'll recommend that has images that have seared themselves so hard into my brain that I have nightmares that have those images in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically of Robert Mitchum on the horse yes. on the horizon. Yes. Uh, that is terrifying.
1: It is pretty. It's it, a very atmospheric movie. It is a movie that
0: captures uh, a couple of things. A, the feeling of having a nightmare.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, which, and I think A Nightmare on Elm Street does it in a different way. Wes Craven in, in A Nightmare on Elm Street doesn't do a lot of super surreal stuff. Um, but he has sort of incur- internally consistent rules. Whereas I think in Night of the Hunter, uh, Charles Lawton is very much into the German expressionism Oh, super it's surreal feel. it's so
1: straight out of, like, the cabinet of Dr. Cagliari, or Caligari. Right. Like, some of the images. It's like a Beckman. It's yeah. like looking
0: at one of those Beckman triptychs. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then the other movie that I think of the David Lynch canon has sort of gone overlooked is Lost Highway. Oh, um, yeah. Because that movie, especially the ending, which I don't hear enough people talk about, is just so uh, intensely uh, disorienting to me. Um... And the fact that it's sort of... And a lot of Lynch does that sort of Mobius strip structure um, where it doesn't really matter where you start in the movie because it all comes full circle.
1: What would you say the scariest movie you've ever seen is? Would it be Night of the Hunter?
0: In terms of its effect on me, yeah, sure. In terms of the most visceral experience while I was watching mm-hmm. a movie, um, if you discount things like loud noises, which I react to yeah, anyway, you do. I think Alien, Yeah. in just terms of the experience of like... I am so trapped by this movie, you know. But I don't watch a lot of horror, like, straight-up horror movies. But in terms of just a visceral experience of, like, watching a movie, the last 45 minutes of Alien are pretty relentless. Yeah. How about you?
1: Movies, what, that I, like... Just,
0: hard, you know, horror movies in terms of...
1: I could talk about this all day. You the, know that, well, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just, you asked me one, and I said Alien.
1: Uh, in terms of a horror movie that genuinely scared me... That
0: no, just that the experience while you were watching it, yeah, was you know that that line, and this is what I felt, and I, and I felt it in other movies, but I first felt that I think when I was a teenager and I was watching Alien, that feeling of like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, this is just so making me tired, like I, and when you're done watching it, you're like tired,
1: um, I think I felt that way about a lot of bad movies, um <laughs> the movie that I can think the one movie I've ever liked had to like hide from you know how people do that like i can't Mm -hmm. watch i've only done that with one movie and that was the ring Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i saw it the first time and my eyes were just wide open with fear the entire time like i was it's like a clockwork orange like i was sitting there Mm -hmm. like watching it like this and then i went to go see it again with a friend uh, in middle school and then it got to the point where she crawls out of the tv and i was like nope mm -mm, no you know with me
0: it's never images it's always sounds like i can watch anything with my fingers and my ears it's just always sudden loud noises that get to me, which and is why I think it's such a cheap shit in these movies where they do, do the, the, the soft, soft, soft balance and then loud shit. It's like, come on. And I I, I recognize I just Spooky cited I, recognize I just cited Alien, which was one of the first movies that did that all the time. Hey,
1: did you know that in space? Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. No, no no nobody one can hear can... your cat sneak up on you?
1: Yeah. Ah! <laughs> And, of course, it wouldn't be a Halloween show if I didn't mention Event Horizon. It's the same fucking movie as Alien, except yeah. there's a ghost ship instead right. of a fucking alien. Right.
0: And they're and going then, to hell instead of space.
1: And then Event Horizon is the same thing as Ghost Ship, which is another movie that I recommend. That <laughs> but I would, yeah.
0: Oh, we don't have that much time to talk about the, uh, the catnip reboot and the Shit. return of Paw Patrol.
1: Yeah, are you excited for Paw Patrol?
0: I am excited. I thought this episode was sort of a middle-of-the-road, the season premiere. They've been teasing it in the ads yeah. all week with, is Mama Troll back?
1: Well, they've got to do, like, that thing with the second season of a show where they can welcome in new listeners before, or new watchers before it gets too continuity heavy mm-hmm. and still keep the original yeah, fans well, happy. Well, this was a way to
0: introduce people yeah. to the dynamic, which is Papa Patrol is a single dad. Yeah. Uh, and, and Susie Troll, you know, didn't know her mother. No. So the idea is basically this woman claiming to be Mama Troll, who clearly is not. She's yeah. not spoilers, not even a troll. She's an orc with, like, fake teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comes in and is trying to convince Susie Troll to show her the whereabouts of her grandfather's will that only Mama Troll knew where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Mama and, Troll, through a series of wacky farcical events, is trying yeah. to avoid being seen by Paw Patrol while still going around uh, first to the house, then the storage And then trying to
1: convince Susie Troll to, that she right. is really her mother. And that, So it yeah. was
0: okay. It was okay. It yeah. was good to see it back. Honestly, it's like comfort food when, when Paw Patrol comes back.
1: I do, I'm, I'm really happy for Tuesday nights now.
0: Yes, and then Catnip came back after that, uh, extensive retooling, they've sort of dialed back on the real world premise by sucking his family into the cat world, mm-hmm. um, but now the, it's a sort of inverted premise because now the cats think that Catnip is crazy because he's seeing all these people around mm-hmm. that none of the other cats can see. Yeah. So it's sort of keeping with the premise but clarifying it a little bit and also sort of adding, and I'm not sure I liked this, a sort of rip from the headlines element for the stories that they're doing. Yeah. Like this week they did, um, what was it? It was uh, the laser pointer gate. Yeah. Where there's like some cats who are really huge fans of laser pointer games uh, are really uh, stalking and and making life hell for some of the animals, the ermines, the guinea pigs, uh, and even some of the dogs who, Mm -hmm. you know, say, hey, laser pointers are fine. But, you know, what about blue laser pointers? What about yeah. green laser pointers? Nope, it doesn't red. always have to be a red dot all the time. No,
1: but it does to them. And I
0: thought that was a pretty ham-fisted rip from the headlines.
1: I thought so, too. Yeah. And then, like, have you noticed they've started setting up that Mitzi has a limp? Yeah, what's with that? And, like, he has to have a cane everywhere he And also, he where goes? did the
0: ermine go? The ermine assassin plot? It's I'm assuming. Sh- no,
1: I'm assuming she's going to come back as his, like, love interest at some point. Because they've set that up. They teased it too much. And you know how the fucking Tumblr is. Like, they're going to get mad if she disappears into the ether. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's already the little. T- I don't know if you've seen the Tumblr meme of the the missing the milk can missing mm-hmm. the milk carton missing with the ermine's face on it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah,
1: we, we, we will.
0: It just still feels like a show that's sort of lurching about. It does. Yeah. Uh, so that's Paw Patrol and that's uh, CatNet. We did our movie recommendation, our Halloween movie recommendation. So you got you got plenty of movies to go on there. Oh, I just wanted to thank, as always, thank all the listeners who tweeted to us at, at PNTcast. We got mm-hmm. a couple of new listeners. Go into our Facebook page, search for Prefer Not To. Uh, The website is prefernotto.com. We're on Tumblr, as previously mentioned, pntcast.tumblr.com. Look for us on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks to everybody. Send us an email, pntcast at gmail.com. So we're going to end the show like we usually do Mm -hmm. with a would you rather. You want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: I'll go first. Okay. All right, so Josh, Mm -hmm. would you rather for the rest of your life, Only be able to listen, and this is any function in your life, only be able to listen to Rockwell's I Always Feel Like Somebody's Watching Me. Mm
0: -hmm. Or. This is eerily close to the one I was going to do.
1: Or DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Nightmare on My Street.
0: Ooh. If it was Parents Just Don't Understand, it'd be easy.
1: No, these are both horror kind of. Although the sad thing about. Can I split the difference
0: and go with uh, Hammer's Addams Family Song? Because then it's easy because no. um, I'm going to that. I'm going to go with uh, Fresh Prince. Okay. Got to go with Big Willie Style. Okay. All right. So my question, which is eerily similar.
1: I'm just saying, like, you, every, if you go to your own mother's funeral, that's the song that's going to play. <laughs> sure.
0: uh, it's like everything is awesome in the Lego, Lego movie. Yeah. Okay. So this is, is remarkably similar. So if you, for the rest of your life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have to pick one of the following circumstances. Okay. One. Mm-hmm. The only music that you can ever listen to is the worst song by your favorite artist. Okay. Or worst episode of your favorite TV show.
1: Okay. Or or
0: worst book by your favorite author.
1: Ooh.
0: <sighs> and which of each which are each of those and which why do you pick the one that you pick?
1: I'm going to go with oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with worst TV show.
0: Worst episode of your favorite Uh, TV show. Yeah, worst, yeah. So what's your favorite TV show?
1: I'm going to go with Rome. Really, Rome is your favorite TV show of all time? I'm going to go with Futurama, Futurama. Okay, so
0: what's the worst episode of Futurama?
1: Ooh, um, some of the ones in their... Their sixth season or the fifth season, like there's that weird five seasons where they were like, did the movies and those kind of count towards them. And then there's like a couple of episodes where they're trying to get their footing back in the sixth season before Mm. they go into the seventh. So you don't Um, have a
0: specific, you realize specificity is important.
1: Okay. Will you give me a second? (laughs) Will you give me a second? Okay. The one about about iPhones is pretty, pretty tired and and, and tired and was even when it aired. Mm. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it. Mm -hmm. We've solved our would you rather problems. Mm -hmm. You gonna have a good Halloween? I hope so. This is our third Halloween as friends. I know. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? I know. All right. And to you folks, thanks for spending our second Halloween together. (laughs) We hope for many more to come, and thank you for spending an hour or so with us, and we hope you do so again sometime.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. Come on. Let's do that. You have to hold it by the stem if you want to take it. One more time. Ooh. Spooky. I know. Ooh.